Nvidia, Alvernini, calls it the beginning of the end. It's the same Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine currently distributed in the U.S. And while they may be getting a later start, Europe's health system may have an edge on actually getting shots in arms. The Nashville Christian State bomber took his reasons with him. Investigators are looking into whether Anthony Quinn Warner was targeting communications infrastructure by blowing up that RV outside that AT&T transmission building. One source tells CBS News that Warner's late father had actually once worked at AT&T. And investigators are also looking into whether he may have been influenced by online conspiracy theories into 5G technology. CBS's Mola Lenny and the Florida Green Beret accused of killing three in a Rockford, Illinois bowling alley Saturday night has a court appearance today. This is CBS News. Merrill Edge Self-Directed helps put investing within reach. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Where's the money, Karen? I'm sorry, the money? The money is saved by having Liberty Mutual customize your home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. <laughs> that money. I used it to add to my collection of clown painting. <laughs> ah! I mean, ah! Amazing! Wow. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Sales are rising quickly, but without another lead baker, Dale's Bakery is going to feel the heat. Hey, you're baking alone today. I have to handle this order for the restaurant down the street. Cool, but who's going to handle the pastries? He needs to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. We are heading back to the movies. This the pandemic can't keep Wonder Woman down. Wonder Woman 1984 pulled in just over $36 million worldwide at the box office this holiday weekend. The film also boosted streaming viewership on HBO Max, where it's available along with theaters. It's the third highest grossing domestic movie since the pandemic started. If you were a fan, Warner Brothers says a third film in the franchise is on the way. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. And finally, police in Shanghai I say a Chinese tycoon who died on Christmas Day was poisoned. 39-year-old Lin Qi was the CEO of games developer Yuzu, best known for the Game of Thrones Winter is Coming strategy game. A colleague's been identified as the main suspect. It's thought Lin Qi was worth around $1.3 billion. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. They're pounding on the door. They're calling on the phone. It's the collectors. It's those credit cards you ran up trying to start your business. Now you found out that a DBA hurts the family and brings the pain home. Do you remember hearing these commercials on radio? For over 40 years, Ray Reynolds has helped customers get millions in credit. It's no wonder why they call him the godfather of credit. Ray Reynolds will get your score above 720. Do you need $50,000 of corporate credit? By using corporate credit, you can finance a business, buy real estate and stock under a corporation. Take advantage of numerous tax write-offs only available to a corporation. Now you can meet Ray Reynolds on his daily webinar at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or call 800-490-4140 to find out more about his secrets to success in helping fix and improve your credit. Go to rayswebinar.com at 11 a.m. or 2 p.m. Monday through Friday and check out his free, very informative webinar or call 800-490-4140 now. It's worth your time and you'll learn a lot. That's rayswebinar.com or call 800-490-4140. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Hi, I'm Brent Hartman, owner of O'Neill Hartman Insurance, and I'd like to tell you why you should consider doing business with O'Neill Hartman Insurance. Reason number one, we're a third-generation family-owned business. My grandfather, Bob O'Neill, and parents, Ralph and Peggy Hartman, founded and operated O'Neill Hartman Insurance for 42 years before me. From an early age, I was taught to put your customers first and do what you tell people you're going to do. So talk to your friends and neighbors. Chances are, we have some of them insured, and they may be paying less than you. 
Give us a call today at 797-4685. This time of the year, the weather changes quickly. And when you want to know about the school closings, you'll get them on Classic Hits 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Listen every morning from 6 to 8.30 for the complete list that affects you. The school closings on WATH is brought to you by Ohio Health Oakland's Hospital. Believe in me. The school closings when you want them on your center for winter weather information. Classic Hits 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Hi folks, Bruce Rydnow with Rydnow Auto Group. It's time to close the book on 2020. Rydnow Auto Group has a novel way to help you do just that. So before you start booking any engagements for 2021, start this next chapter of your life with a visit to Rydnow Auto Group in New Lexington. Enjoy browsing our inventory. At Ridenauer Auto Group, you'll find new vehicles from Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and a great selection of used vehicles. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles, experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in New Lex or see all the cars at RideNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenauer with Ridenauer Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Fields in the shotgun. Fourth and one at Clemson's 23. Fields gets the snap. Fields looking to throw. Loves that one toward Olave in the end zone, and he's got it for a touchdown. Chris Olave on a touchdown pass of 23 yards from Justin Fields. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Join us New Year's night as Ohio State takes on Clemson in a CFP semifinal. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 6.30 p.m. on the Ohio State Sports Network presented by the James. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Well, happy post Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you were able to make the best of it this year. All things considered with the COVID concerns and all that sort of thing. I tell you, in my own situation, it was very different. And yet I was able to give some thought to many important things. And that's not a bad thing. I think you're aware that uh, my wife, uh, Pat, Patricia, as most of you know her, um, went out to California to visit her son, my stepson, Paul, and his family. And... um, and one thing led to another, and and she said, you know, would you mind if I stayed for Christmas? I said, well, <laughs> what, well, well, you know, she said, well, it's been eight years since I've had a Christmas with them, and I said, okay, of course, but mercy, uh, having a um, now, it, it, so she gets back January ninth, and. Um, so let's see, Friday. So a week from this coming Friday. Um, I've missed her, you know, and I'm I'm kind of a social guy, and I like to mix it up, and we like to go out in the evening and meet people and stuff like that. Well, the COVID thing has um, uh, lessened those opportunities. 
We'll just put it like that. And rightfully so. I mean, you don't want to do anything to hurt someone else or yourself. But, uh, you know, you have a little group that you kind of have faith and trust in. And so, but, you know, things come along and then they get nervous. And I get it. Well, anyway, I forget where I'm going with this story. It's just, um, it'll be nice to get back to a little bit normal, more normal a household. So January 9th, I get to look forward to that. All right. Well, anyway. Oh, okay. I, I Now I remember a couple of things. You know, so it's a, a great time. Even if you see your family daily, um, which we've not been able to do that either. Um. You know, at the holidays, there's certain different thoughts that come up about family. And um, I certainly hope, for the most part, they're all wonderful thoughts. But if you don't get to see the family because they're so uh, uptight and concerned about the COVID, um, the coronavirus uh, pandemic, And, um, you know, you, you gave thought to gifts you wanted to give them and you wanted to see that, how they reacted to opening each of them. And that, and that doesn't happen. I mean, even on Zoom or um, FaceTime or whatever the, all those different apps are, if you use them, it's still not the same. But we didn't do any of that. Um, well, enough about all the shortcomings. It still was a wonderful time. And um, it's only going to get better. And we'll get into those details here very quickly today. In fact, let's just do so. Scott, you had a good one too, right? I mean, all things considered. Wait, yeah, let me turn your mic was. on. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. okay. There you go. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, yeah, it was it was different, you know, without Dad this year. But uh, you know, we, Mom and I talked wait about that. Wait a minute. When did he pass? March fifth of this year, 2020. Holy cow. Somehow or other, I thought it had been a year ago, but it has been eight months ago, or whatever it is. Yeah, nine, yeah. actually. Well, yes, I get it. So, go on. So, uh, you know, Mom and I talked about, you know, if you have your faith and you're strong in your faith, that every day should be like a Christmas day. And I don't mean to to be doing a sermonette here or anything like that, but you know it, it's the birth of the Christ child that we celebrate, and and uh, you know if if I've heard so many preachers and pastors say if you have this in your heart in your mind year round, that you know there's no room for sadness or brooding or dwelling on things that are uncomfortable uh, when you have it in your heart, your faith, your trust, your strength in your faith so uh you know for us it was a, it was another day but yeah it was it was the christmas day so uh you know dad would would tell us all he used to say this too quit fussing over me <laughs> but you know I we were i remember hearing that yeah we you, he would say you guys don't need to fuss over me mm. so uh he would not want that he would not want any sadness or brooding or anything like that. So, you know, we, we talked about that, and we we kept it strong, you know. And, and uh, as I said a few moments ago, if you have this faith year-round, you know, you shouldn't be sad. You should be happy for someone that attained their their reward, their, their 
life and eternity for where where I know he is. Uh, you know, the selfish part of me, sure, we want him back. We'd love to have him here as we would here at the station. But uh, again, you know, if it was me, I wouldn't want to come back either. <laughs> if I had a, a place like that in eternity in heaven. Oh. That's an easy one. So, in that regard, you know, we're happy for him that that he is where he's always wanted to be, okay. you know, with his sister, Rose Chambers, and his parents, family. So, his sister passed how far before him? Oh, boy. It's been uh, probably nine, ten years, okay. I want to say. Was she older or younger? She was the youngest of three. Oh, my. So, it was Dad and then Uncle Bob Daly and then... At Rose Bob, Chambers. Bob Daly, yes. Yeah. All right. So we kept it, you know, um, very low-key, and we we uh, enjoyed our faith celebration that way. We had nice, nice dinner. We had Christmas a number Eve. of people who commented about the, uh, the musical tribute, or not tribute, but the... Um, celebration. Okay. Celebration. 36 hours. Yeah. Of really top quality holiday music, and um, I said, "Well, don't just don't just tell me. If you see um, oh people with classic brands or Matthews Insurance, Goldsberry, you know." Steak and Shake, Larry's Doghouse. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the people is what I was getting at. So, you know, Russ Norris or um, Stuart Goldsberry. Yeah. Or Jim Strickland. Strickland. Yeah. Rob Kuhn, at classic brands, Budweiser. His. Uh, March of Dimes, I don't has, know. Contact has Mark him. retired? Yes, he did. I missed this. Yes. He was phasing out, uh, I believe, last, mm, before last Christmas. He's a great guy. Yeah. Enjoyed working with him. I think he's still a part of it. Mark. Bysang. Bysang, yes. Yeah. So the new Good guy. head guy is? Rob Kuhn. Rob Kuhn. Yeah. Local guy? I believe so, yes. Our, the Kuhn family, I remember being... Around here a good bit. Actually, it's spelled different. That's K-U-H-N. I see. Yeah. Rob's a good guy, too. Enjoy talking with him, meeting with him. We need to meet him. Anyway, to our very uh, quiet sponsors of that event, um, thank you. And our audience thanks you, too. Absolutely. We thank all of our sponsors year-round for bringing great programming like that. Sports events, high school events, supporting local student athletes, not only on their achievements on the athletic floors, courts, fields, but uh, also in the classrooms. Too, I'm always happy to you know, announce one, a scholarship that a student athlete gets. The March of Dimes, they too uh, were a part of it. Yes, I, I mentioned them too. I, do, I don't know a contact name yeah. for them either. But Today uh, is... Um Today is Monday. It is December 28th, the 363rd day of this calendar year. We now have a whopping three days left. Let's see here. Let me do my uh, three days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Wednesday's going to be New Year's Eve? Thursday. Thursday's New Year's Eve. And Friday is New Year's Day. Yes. Okay, I can deal with that. Now, are we doing music like we did this past weekend for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day? I was told yes, that we will be. So that means we would not be on the air here with Party Line on Friday. Well, in the old days, there'd be no hesitation. We'd say, you know, we're in the event of a... Over- being overhung or something like that. Um, but that's so out of our reality. You mean hungover? 
What did I say? You said it backwards. You said overhung. <laughs> <laughs> People probably thinking you might maybe be a little bit. <laughs> Already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hungover, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny, though. <laughs> An unintended uh, funny there. <laughs> well, it's it's not a, a term that is um, real familiar to me, frankly. So I messed it up. Well, I, I tell people, too, <laughs> when I do that, I have dyslexic moments every now and then, too. In any case. Yes. Um, let's um, let's uh, answer this question tomorrow. Okay. Um, but I want to check with our group and make sure what they have in mind musically. Okay. And uh, I'm sure they have some great ideas, but I want to just make sure. Yeah. Well, I like to think ahead, uh, foreseeability, things like that. So I think, um, you know, if that's the case, let our listeners know that we may not be with you Friday morning. Yeah. I get it. And not because we were out too late Thursday night. (laughs) No. No. Um, (laughs) And being overhung. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i said yep then. which that wouldn't be happening with me anyway <laughs> no. i've been in that situation i think i've admitted openly on this show twice <laughs> in my life both as a teenager oh it was miserable all right um let's see so let's just close that topic okay we'll we'll see what we can find out between now and tomorrow um, in terms of a highlight in history, we go back to the year 1612. When on this date of December 28th, Italian astronomer Galileo Galilei, right, observed the planet Neptune, but mistook it for a star. In fact, um, 1612 we're talking about. Neptune wasn't officially discovered until 1846, more than 200 years later, by Jonathan Gottfried uh, Gall, G-A-L-L-E. And to think Galileo missed out on that and everybody else for 100 years until it was discovered. 250 years to be. Yeah, a few hundred years. All right, let's see here. In well, 18, in 18th, um, what were you going to say? That's all right. While you were perusing there, I was going to say when you're finished there, I have one that we had on Thursday that I will share. Okay. See, um, <clears throat> another interesting point. In 1832, John C. Calhoun became the first vice president to resign, stepping down because of differences he had with the president, who was Andrew Jackson. Okay, now they say became the first vice president. They might have said the only, if that were true, but I take it there's been some others? Um... Read that one again. Okay. In 1832, John C. Calhoun became the first vice president of the United States to resign, stepping down because of differences with President Andrew Jackson. I'm trying to think if there were. The only other vice president that had any kind of thing to do with that that I can think of was Sparrow Agnew, Mm -hmm. was Nixon's vice president. And I think he stepped down as well, didn't he? We'll find out. Well, anyway, um, let's see here. Let's put this report away. We've got plenty of others to look at today. Today, this December 28th, is Holy Innocence Day. It's National Card Playing Day. National Short Film Day, National Chocolate Candy Day, Mm -mm. 
in Pledge of Allegiance Day. The one I want to talk about is the very first one. Scott, I need your help. Okay. What is Holy Innocence Day? Holy Innocence Day is um, observed every December 28th. It commemorates the execution of the innocent male children in Bethlehem by King Herod the Great in his attempt to kill the infant Jesus. He gave an order once he had heard about the birth of Jesus that he felt a little bit in our terms today, intimidated by the baby Jesus. But as we know, Jesus was taken by his parents off to another country. That's it. All right. And yes, Spiro Agnew did resign um, amid accusations of felony charges of tax evasion and resigned from office. Now, let's go a different direction then. So that, that reasoning might be different. So let's see, back to the story here. John C. Calhoun, 19, 1832. Did he resign because he did not agree with his boss or be, for some concern about um, not acting properly? We'll so, see what we can find here. Because Agnew... There were concerns about how proper he had conducted himself, right? Yes. With apparent tax evasion, he pleaded no contest. Um, apparently, President Jackson uh, did not agree with... They were having differences of opinion. Okay. Calhoun also had a personal falling out with Jackson over Secretary of War John Eaton and his wife Peggy. So, a little bit of backbiting going on there, so to speak. Alrighty. Well, uh, two different reasons then. Yes. Um, let me uh, give you the uh, COVID report. Okay, before we do that, I, I have to in- inject this here into our conversation. Someone that I bring up every now and then, Vasco da Gama. Whoever I don't know an answer to something, that's usually my go-to. On this date in 1524, Christmas Eve, December 24th, Portuguese navigator Vasco da Gama, who had discovered the sea route to Africa, around Africa to India, passed away in India. Vasco da Gama. Did he know he was in India? Yes. Oh. Okay. And you say that name is popular to you because? If I have uh, no answer to come up with, if I have something that I will say completely off the wall and not even be close, if you were to ask me during our uh, conversations here like and your questions. Your best friend? You would say Vasco da Gama? Well, no, not that. If it's something that I have, have no clue about. Okay. If you ask me who was the inventor of the marble. Or pop. Who invented popsicles? Vasco da Gama. Vasco da Gama. Okay. (laughs) That way you'll know that I have no idea. how many years have you picked that up? I don't know. Maybe 15 or 20, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't come out very often, but uh, if if you, uh, you know, like how we do our Q&A session here, and you ask me something if I don't know, or if I can't Google, yes. Vasco da Gama. Okay. Portuguese. Um, now, on to the COVID numbers. Athens. This, uh, again, all these reports. The only day we didn't have a report for, and it dealt with Ohio and Athens, was Christmas Day itself. So I kind of expected a little bump the next day, right? Yep. Like, uh, meaning numbers larger than customary. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's see here. 
on Christmas Day, uh, there were no new stats. So let's just start with um, Saturday, the day after Christmas. Athens County at that uh, on Saturday had 2,960 cases. That doesn't mean active. That means since this whole thing began. And on Sunday, 2,968. So an eight-case eight jump between Saturday and Sunday. Very respectable. Active cases. On Saturday, we have 492. On Sunday, we went down to 476. Hospital, we had 120 on Saturday, 121 on Sunday. Uh, what about recoveries? So as of Saturday, we had 2,460 Athens residents who had recovered. That went up from 60 to 83. 2,483 on Sunday. We did have addition, one additional death yesterday, bringing our total to nine since this whole thing got started. Okay, now the state of Ohio. Um, bum, 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 bum. Okay, here we go. State of Ohio on Saturday had amassed this number of total cases, active, inactive, whatever. 664,668. The next day it rose to 670,525. So almost a 6,000, well, here it is. That's an increase of 5,857, 5,857 new cases just between Saturday and Sunday. But this is for the state now. Remember that, please. In terms of active cases, we actually went down a we had 154.336 on Saturday. We went down to 153.468 on Sunday. Um, on Sunday we had, yesterday that is, 5,719 patients in an ICU setting from COVID. We had 31,067 patients in non-ICU settings in hospitals. Uh, we had 108,173 recovering at home. And as of yesterday, there has been statewide 8,509 deaths. Now, let's do the good number. The number of recoveries, 517,057. So, at this given moment, 77 point one percent of those that have caught it have recovered others are still dealing with it um, the deaths stand at 1.3 percent um, and that's statewide 
Now, folks, I glanced over a moment ago at the telephone, and it was ringing. Uh, whoever was dialing us, please do so again. I'll try to pay closer attention. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> I, I think that um, all things considered... Uh, at least in our region, we're doing good. Um, there's one uh, number that I like to quote periodically, and that is, if Athens was the same as the state of Ohio, instead of having 2,900 cases, we would have 4,000 cases. So, you see what I mean. Uh, evidently, we're doing something a little better than the state is down here. Yeah, we need to uh, keep taking this pandemic very seriously folks i have mask uh, up i have some neighbors who uh, just are very fearful and most generally there is uh, some underlying health condition that is enhancing that fear and are they elderly? Um, not necessarily. Well, I don't know what the definition of elderly yeah. is. What would you say? It is? Um, I guess 75 and up. Well, they're close. 50 is the new, or 75 is the new 50, I think. Well, then, <laughs> then I don't know what elderly is. But um, I don't either. You know, I'm, I'm 71. Do I consider myself elderly? Not yet. That's good. You're as old as you feel, as they say. We do have a caller calling in. Let's uh, see what's on their mind, and then we'll keep going on this topic a bit. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to talk about the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Yes. I've been investigating that a little bit, and uh, nobody knows anything. CVS doesn't know anything. They don't know who to ask. They don't know what's going to happen. The health department doesn't know what's going to happen or when. So apparently nobody has any plan at all for the dissemination of this vaccine. Well, the I mean, you're aware that our area of health care Providers are receiving it, right? That they have some vaccine, but not what they thought they would get. I got that much information. Okay, and they're expecting new shipments almost daily. But then I asked them, how would we know that it's our turn to get the vaccine? There's no plan for that. Well... <clears throat> Um, we we get However, we I, get little notes. I did here have a, I did have occasion to call the Vinton County Health Department, okay. and they have a thing that you fill out on their website with your personal information, and that they will contact you mm -hmm. when when a vaccine when the vaccine's available. That's the most I've been able to get. Well, sorry, I interrupted you, know, you. Dick Gaskell's a great friend of mine. I'll. I'll call him and ask him if they could, um, and, and Ruth Dudding, all those folks, I'll see if they can't get some additional information out about when people should start to worry about, not worry, but start to wonder about when they are likely to be due to get it. I, I mm -hmm. think that made sense. Um, 
I just saw a thing the other day where it said that uh, broadcasters um, were going to have a certain preference because of the importance of their disseminating news and information about this topic. Well, that's okay. But um, now they're saying that... um, I don't know what the term was, elderly or... Anyway, they're now saying 65 years of age, which, uh, Dave, both you and I fit into. Um, Quite quite easily, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's going to be a group that's going to get an earlier opportunity. Now, were you questioning... I initially thought you were questioning the vaccine itself. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I don't think I have a concern about whether it's um, Moderna or Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson when it comes out, even though my daughter-in-law is the head of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Former daughter-in-law. Um... Or there's still one more. Anyway, I don't think I care which one. Um, now, the, the 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 wrinkle that is still starting to confront us is this new strain out of the UK, right? Right. What does that mean? Will it? Will the? Um, <clears throat> Listen to this, Scott. Would you? This is from Tom Gibbs. It might be cancellation of school or something. Okay. Um. To me, what it means is we need to give the vaccine that we've got as soon as possible. Yes, of course. I mean, that's if everybody was vaccinated this week, we wouldn't be worrying about a new strain. I, I don't know. That's my point, and that, uh, maybe I didn't make it very clear. Does the new strain have enough similarities to the old strain, or the, you know what I mean? Yeah. To uh, to make well, but, the, to make the vaccine effective. But once again, our only sensible choice is to use the weapon we've got. Oh well, duh, yeah. And use it quickly. I you, know, you don't need to have vaccines sitting around in, in refrigerators waiting to be, uh, you know, passed out. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's the, uh, what's the one that starts with P? Pfizer. Pfizer. The Pfizer vaccine is the only one that requires the extreme vaccination. Uh, the extreme refrigeration. Temperature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which has been uh, a good thing for a local company here, Sterling Ultra Cool, mm-hmm. uh, which my son has a lot to do with. But um, well, uh, that's another reason to do it quickly. Yeah. All righty, make it happen. All righty. So um, let me know. <laughs> but you've been vaccinated. You're a super important person, right? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So how did it feel? No, I have not. Oh. I have not been vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm willing. I'm willing, but oh, yeah. uh, no, no word on that. Okay. Hope to see you uh, soon. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, if you were a congressman, you would have been. If if Dave was a con- congressman, he would have been vaccinated. I was waiting for him to say yes, and I thought, congressman. You have been vaccinated. Or senator. What did the schools have to say? The school said to those uh, dist- those people who have ordered school meals that the meals would be delivered between 11 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. today to those who signed up for school meals and to please have their masks on when the meals are delivered. So let's put that word on both stations. Okay. And uh, thank you for doing that. Yes. Um, I'm on the school's call list, just like parents are. So if um, 
I suppose because there was a time when I was taking some of my grandkids to school. And so I've just never fallen off the list. They would let me know if school's closing early or if it's not going to be working at all or whatever. So I get all those telephone messages. Yes. Here's the uh, latest from the Ohio Department of Health announcing the, the arrival of the next shipments of the vaccine. This happened on December 22nd, which was last Tuesday. Uh, the next allocation of COVID-19 vaccines coming to Ohio, Pfizer allotment of 89,700 doses will arrive on December 24th, an increase of 19,500 more than was previously expected, an additional 69,700 Moderna doses will arrive later this week. The new doses will go to hospitals that have not received vaccinations from the first allocation. So the program uh, will allow vaccines to be distributed to assisted living facilities, several other types of facilities, including residential care facilities, care for facilities for individuals with developmental disabilities, and continuing care retirement communities. Where has the time gone today? It has gone right up we, the clock's big hand. We've 11 minutes left. Yes. We got some important stuff to get to. Yeah, particularly Art Turf. Exactly what um, I was referring to. Were you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then, then let's do that. Let's do Art, and then we'll talk about some other stuff. All right. I N E P G N F Tech two four six eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw. Coach, your NF Tech football team played its home opener and also conference opener this past weekend, and I'm just wondering what kind of game it was. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a real fine ball game. I'm real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the field, just like gentlemen. They were a real fine ball game on offense, and our defensive team played a real fine ball game, and our special teams gave a real fine effort out there. And, of course, I want to point out to all the fans that them boys from over to Cinema State played a real fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Well, did that combination of fine play on your part result in your first victory of the season? Well, no. I'm real disappointed to point out to all of our fans that uh, the home opener was has been just the same as all the home openers dating all the way back to ever since 1937. We come out on the short end of the score, but I do want to point out that the score was not indicative of the way we played. And what was that score, Coach? Well, I, I believe it was uh, 84 and zip. You were telling me on our preview program. 84 and zip and uh, we was the zip and they was 84. You were telling me on Friday when we were talking about the game plan that you did have a, a good game plan for this contest. What went wrong? Well, that's right. You know, uh, we do have a real fine game plan every week and, and, and it seemed like the boys never go out there and follow the game plan. It seemed like if they go out there and follow the game plan, we'd come up with a victory and, and that's what happened. They didn't follow the game plan. You know, we had ourselves a lights, camera action, a three keys to victory game plan and none of them went right. We'll get into that a little bit more right now. Back with Coach Turf after we pause for this message. And it's a delight for Steak and Shake to bring you these messages. Coach Turf, we were talking about the game plan for the Cinema State game, and you had a good three-pronged game plan, but uh, it did not work out well. well. That's right. Not only that, there was three parts to it, and none of them worked. We had lights, camera action, our three keys to victory, and, and for the lights part of it, you know, them boys over to Cinema State are used to being matinee folks playing their ball games in the afternoon, so we figured we'd change them up, play the ball game under the lights, play it at night, and hoping all the lights would work, and when we went and throwed the switch for the lights, none of them come on. So we called upon our fans that come to the ball game that night to get in their cars and surround the stadium with their lights on in their cars so we could have some lights for the ball game. And of course, now the reason for this here program is for all the fans to find out about our show and our program and support our team. And not enough of them come to the ball game last night. And I do want to uh, chastise our fans for that because when they lined up their cars around the field and turned their lights on, there wasn't enough of them on our end. It was dark on our end. Well, what about the other two parts, Coach, of your game plan? 
Well, the camera part of it, they had all the cameras on their side. You know, they was taking all the pictures. We wanted to save it. And, of course, on the action part, we wanted to initiate the action. But what happened was they initiated all the action by scoring all the touchdowns. They, they scored 12 of them. And, of course, now in the annals of NAP Tech football, that'll mean that we lost to Summer State by a dirty dozen. interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. <laughs> it was dark on their end. That's why they couldn't score. Couldn't see where they was throwing the football. Folks, uh, we had a, a bad accident. Terrible. Tragic. This was yesterday. Um, I believe it happened around 2 in the afternoon. Um, no. 8.30 Sunday morning. The State Highway Patrol says, uh, and the names are here, 23-year-old Lakin Nicole Salyers of Wheelersburg and 20-year-old Richard Turner of East Orange, New Jersey. Both were Ohio University students and they were driving eastbound on Derry Lane when they lost control of their um, Chevy Cruze. The car slid on the ice-covered roadway before overturning and becoming partially submerged in the creek. They both died. Um, the accident remains under investigation. Anyone with any information uh, is asked to call the State Highway Patrol office. So sad. Yeah. So sad for those two and also the families. Of course. And, you know, at the holiday season, of course, our thoughts and prayers to all of them. Um... Let's see here. I've got uh, some stuff about this day in history. I've got some stuff about uh, the top stories of the year. The year just passed or passing. I've got a story about the best cities to celebrate New York. I'm sorry, to celebrate New Year's. Um, I've got all sorts of things here. That's... But let's just finish up with today's stuff. And then we'll get to some of this as the week progresses. Once again, tomorrow. Who did I say is coming in? Paul Friedman. Oh, yes. Paul Friedman is going to be our guest tomorrow. <clears throat> we'll do it via telephone to be, uh, you know, COVID co conscious. Paul Friedman's a neat guy. I've gotten to know him really quite well. He and his wife had a dream. And the dream was to build a meadery. What is a meadery? It's a winery, but that has a heavy-duty focus on honey and bees, right? So, Dutch Creek Winery was their dream and they're building it and it's their retirement plans and everything. Now, Paul is a city planner for the city of Columbus. An important position. His wife is a very well thought of graphic artist up in Columbus. But they have built a home and farm down here. They have all sorts of beehive facilities and things like that and they make mead and I um, 
they also make a fizz, not a fizzy, a slushy, slushy out of their drinks that it just knocks me over. I love it. But uh, they're just really nice people. And uh, Brandon um, Lackey's involved, and whatever he does, he does well. Um, he kind of made Eclipse what it is. And um, now he's out there. So I think it's going to be an interesting show. So that's tomorrow. Um, but as far as today's concern, let's see. In the year 1065, Westminster Abbey in London is consecrated. The term consecrated, does that mean... Um, honored made, or destroyed or what? Made official? I That's what I was guessing. But I was only guessing. I was hoping for some... It has uh, been made or declared sacred. Okay. Westminster Abbey. I've been there. 1612. The first observation of Neptune. We all, We already did this. Uh, 1767, ting, uh, King Taksin, T-A-K-S-I-N, was crowned King of Thailand and establishes the Thronbury as his capital. I have a daughter-in-law, Kanye V, who's from Thailand. 1836, Spain recognizes the independence of Mexico. Took them a while, didn't it? <laughs> yep. 1860, Harriet Tubman arrives in Auburn, New York, on her last mission to free slaves, having evaded capture for eight years on the Underground Railroad. You know, folks, if you're unaware of the the connection to the Underground Railroad and Athens, Ohio. Go to our History Center, and I think you'll be quite amazed. 1912. Well, we're essentially out of time. Folks, we do appreciate your participation and just being with us. And... Uh, We'll see you again tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. vote, not any actual policy changes. A vote was already scheduled later today in the House to try to increase these payments, but last week Republicans blocked a similar effort, and based on the reactions we've seen to the President's signing over the past few hours, it does not appear that enough Republicans have changed their mind to actually get the President what he's demanded. CBS's Paula Reid, not enough social distancing, not enough Americans wearing masks. With new COVID cases surging on the East and West Coast, Carter Evans reports. It's frustrating to frontline health care workers like Dr. This Things are going a little bit more slowly than we want. I think we need to really ramp up the vaccination, get the vaccines out to states, but then also get the vaccines from the states into people's arms. It's going more slowly than I think any of us would like. The EU has begun vaccinating its nearly half a billion citizens, as CBS's Charlie Daggett reports. At a sprightly 96 years old, Araceli Hildago became the first person in Spain to receive the vaccination. Mm -hmm. 
applaud. has a court appearance today. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from our resume database when you upgrade your job post. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your car insurance with Right Track, which rewards you for safe driving. As